On this edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad, we catch up with Magic Hall of Famer Dennis Scott. Oh, that has a terrific ring to it. Congratulations again to 3D. We recap his emotional night as he is the 12th Orlando Magic inductee into the Hall of Fame. We'll recap his career here in City Beautiful, seven terrific seasons, and his threes in one season, 267, still stands as a franchise record. Lots to get into with 3D as time arriving here in Central Florida, that trip all the way to the 1995 NBA Finals. The work that he currently does at NBA TV. He's got a new coach there at Georgia Tech, his alma mater. And his son coming up the ranks maybe has an opportunity to be a pretty special player like his dad. So much to get into with the great Dennis Scott on this edition of Magic Pod Squad. This is Fonz Wagner of the Orlando Magic. This is Cole Anthony. This is Jalen Suggs. This is Paolo Bancaro of the Orlando Magic. And you're listening to the Pod Squad. And welcome, everyone, to another edition of Orlando Magic Pod Squad. Dante Marcatelli, George Galante, David Steele, Jeff Turner, and the man of the hour, Dennis Scott. Or as we like to say now, Magic member of the Hall of Fame. Congratulations, 3D. Come on. Man, that that sounds great. Hall of Fame. Um, just uh, super happy um, seeing all the old faces here today from day one. Um, I was just telling someone a story. I didn't get a chance to say it in the, in the press conference, but I just remember walking into that old rec center for the first practice, and now you're walking into a multi-billion dollar <laughs> building now. <laughs> Things have really changed since 1990. That's awesome. Well, listen, George and I are going to be flies on the wall. You guys should tell stories. This is about you, Dennis. This I don't even know why I'm here, time. to be honest. Like, I just wanted to say hi to Dennis, and that was pretty much it. Like, I, I, Yeah, that was it. I just wanted to say hi, and then and then you guys do your thing. But it's got to be surreal, right? You think about your seven years, and now here you are in the Hall of Fame. Well-deserved, long overdue, and it's a, it's a great honor. We're happy for you. It's funny you say that, and we, we've all been around professional sports so long. And, and because these two know me very well, I – I've always worn my emotions on my sleeve, the, the happy-go-lucky person. That's my nature. So when people say this is long overdue, no, it's not. Because life has its peaks and its valleys. Things happen, right? But the universe said, now is time. Not five years ago, not seven years ago, not ten years ago, not right when I got traded where we're all were mad at each other. Right? But see, I think we have to educate okay. the people behind us, point. yet if this is real while I'm in the Hall of Fame, we're taking the good with the bad. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the bad lingers more long than we want it to, but the universe brings it full circle. And that's why I was so emotional on the podium because it's full circle because I remember the good, the bad, the rainy days, the bright days. I remember when JT in the playoffs hurt his knee. Like all that, all those, I remember it. People say, how do you remember stuff like that? Because I gave this franchise everything those first seven years. I didn't go on to play 12, 13, 14, 15 years. Everyone remembers my knee injury. My, I, John Gary was just talking about I was the first one to have iliotibial band friction syndrome as a basketball player. Still to this day, no one's never had the knee injury I've ever had. So that's why for me, this is really, really deeper than most people understand because Jeff and Otis Smith and Sam Vincent, I saw him All-Star Weekend, they helped raise me when I first got here. Dennis, I don't know what it is about that's those crazy. early years exactly, but um, and to use, it sounds trite, but it was magical. Mm-hmm. I mean, when Orlando got an NBA franchise in the late 80s and the first team that hit the floor, I mean, the, the crowd was just electric. The city was on fire about having an NBA team. And you guys were part of that, that first time. 
just tell us what your thoughts were as you came in to a new organization as a rookie in the NBA. Well, to add to that, it was my first time as a young kid coming to Orlando, period. So like I said in the press conference, so coming to Orlando, a dream coming true playing basketball, and the first time meeting Mickey Mouse for the first time at 22 years old. So it was like, oh, I was like a kid in the candy store. And then as you learn to do your homework, well, this is a college town. What do they know about the NBA? Well, they were starving for more NBA. So they bring in the right vets like Jeff Turner and all those guys, and you bring in the wild guys like me and Nick, and of course Shaq and Penny come along, and the rest is history. But to your point, those first two or three years were so magical because we were all flying in by our pants because we were having fun trying to educate Central Florida about NBA basketball. I think what's what's interesting, and I told you this when I, I saw you when you first walked up today, is I, for me it feels like it's it's a long time coming just because I – like I was in the locker room with you. I was in there and God, I'm going to get emotional, uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. but so for me, I know how important you are to this franchise and, and, and building it. And these guys will tell you that I have been uh, advocating for this for quite a while, mm-hmm. by the way. So um, because I understand that um, I don't, for me, the happiest part about seeing you up there today, Dennis and everything is I want like magic fans, there's a whole new generation, right? right. And I'm, my, my fear is sometimes is we, we forget, right? Mm-hmm. Like they don't know. They haven't gone back and looked. I think they still probably play you uh, in maybe a 2 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. right? But they don't, they, they don't have an appreciation right. about what right. that was all, what David's talking about, those magical times. No, you're, you're right. Um, obviously the, the – the three-point shot, and I was teasing about Paul uh, Porter yelling out 3D, and everywhere I go now, airports, wherever, they yell out 3D. And that's just playing the game. Jeff, you hit around here. We were just playing, having fun, trying to figure out who we were. And, and when you stay in that moment, now when you look back on it, you're like, man, we really were doing some different things at that moment when you reflect on how game, how the game is played now, how the handshakes. Well, I looked, we were, me and Nick and I were doing handshakes, like every team now is hand, I'm like, wait a minute, we were doing that first. Steph Curry before the game. I remember, uh, I'm gonna test myself, it was Orlando, it was some vision I had, it was a, it was a, it was a, a sponsor I had, and they, I, would, I would meet with the kids before the game, and they would be there early to get shots up. I'm like, well, I was doing that back in 90. Why is it so big now? Oh, because of social media. (laughs) Well, truth be told, a large portion of the Hall of Fame committee is in this room, just so you know. If I need to get on them, why why it took so long then? No. Oh, no. no, I changed my mind now. No, 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 no. (laughs) But but that being said, once once the committee had come to the decision that you were going to be the next person inducted, and then to see Alex on... The, the telecast that night when you were when you were in the in the studio getting ready talk, talk about what that was like just the, I know you said it in the press conference for, but for those that didn't see the press conference what that was like when Alex pops up on the screen and obviously you're not expecting to see Alex Martins on the screen and he tells you that that, that the magic's going to bestow this honor on you what, what, what was that like it was uh, really a surreal moment because you know, I'm a, a student of my craft. I'm getting ready to do this interview with Monty Williams, talking about the Suns. Devin Book at that time was dealing with, a, I think, a growing injury. And so I'm getting all my notes together and ready to do what I do. Look up and, what the heck is Alex doing there? <laughs> what do you want, Alex? And he was like, 
Yo, hey, 3D, bringing you home. Bringing me home to what? <laughs> so that's what. That's why that's, that's ringing in my head, bringing you home. This is where it all started. Like as a kid, NBA, this is this is home. So to hear him say that, it didn't resonate. He said, oh, yeah, well, you're going to be the new inductee to the Orlando Magic Hall of Fame. Okay, this is different. Now so I'm looking around, making sure. Well, it's not Avery. It's not Avery you, Did you think you were off the air at that point? Did you really? Did I, you? I, to, to your point, <laughs> yeah, I almost cursed. That's it. <laughs> I, I almost cursed. Sure. I did almost curse. Yeah, I did. Because I, I had no, I mean, and we all know. We all hate to get pranked or get got. They got yeah. me. Yeah. They did a good job talking to my wife and my son, daughter were in on it too. So that made it even more pleasurable to know that they, man, they, they got dad on this one and and the, the people at turner by the way at NBA, and they oh. they were so supportive when we came up with the idea to do that and they were like oh this is great like let's full steam ahead and it, you have support from that end too yes it's, it's been a um wonderful wonderful a ride um i was you know i know pat williams wasn't here today but john gabriel and everyone in the front office and these two know it because the first Dennis Scott show came with David Steele. <laughs> so the fact that I'm in year 15 at NBA TV and TNT, Pat Williams, John Gabriel, and David Steele get a lot of credit for that because Pat could have easily said, no, I don't want you doing TV show. I want you to concentrate on playing. Yeah. Just, like Shaq was, just like Shaq was doing, you know, raps and yeah. movies and yeah, stuff. Pat could have easily said, hey, guys, I, I know you like that, but I need you point. to concentrate on this first. Win me a championship first. So so once again, I'm about to get most we I'm doing the restaurant, I'm doing <laughs> shows, Shaq's movies, Penny's doing and we're going to the finals. Yeah, right. So that's why this day is just so surreal that Pat Williams, uh Johnny Cash, one of the original owners, right? Am yeah, I getting the names yeah, right? Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. They allowed us to be us. And it's so surreal right now that we were living a dream in the moment. I talked to James Brown, who does NF, uh, NFL. Mm -hmm. George Michaels, may rest in peace. Growing up in D.C., it was called The Sports Machine. Yeah, yep. Sure. Yep. That's when I fell in love with being on TV. The Laker games were take delay. That's when I fell in love with Magic Johnson. So everything in my whole journey of basketball is literally I see something, I want it, I'm a dream about it, how do I attain it? That's great advice. Well, you've come a long way from the Dennis Scott show. I, a I long way. That. And I have my too, cable show, right? <laughs> cable, you can, but cable do you have TV. any tapes? Because David's been looking for tapes yes. and he's I, having I, trouble someone finding sent them. Me a couple, a couple snippets. I would love to get oh, a couple We, we need to oh, find yeah, those. Oh. oh, I had some Chinese. Oh, yeah, yes. <laughs> Oh, I, I had some what? Some big collars or some loud, uh, loud shirts oh, on. Oh man, I'll never the little forget. studio. I'll never forget the night you and Shaq showed up dressed as Rastafarians. Rastafarians, as different. Hey man, identities. hey man, what are you doing, man? And by the way, you're about ten minutes late. It, it was, it was a live show. It was a live show. So I'm on. I'm on. I'm He's on not the Dennis Scott show. Just David Steele. Dennis and Shaq show up as two different people. I, did, I had no idea they were going to do it. So I'm at the house normally getting ready to leave. And just the show where, you know, each week someone different coming on. Shaq said, Oh, yeah, I got you, I got you. <laughs> so I'm looking. No Shaq. I'm looking. No Shaq. They're calling me. Three anyway, I was like, He's not here. Welcome to the Dennis Scott Show. And uh, <laughs> this is David Steele. I think Dennis is on his way. He has a, a surprise. That's the first segment. 
whole segment. The whole, the whole, the whole segment, segment goes I don't know what I did. Yeah. The whole, it was <laughs> the whole was first segment, long. right? It was like, then finally. Did you have any highlights? Back then, I don't remember what we showed. I blacked it out. That's why we have to find the segment to match it up because this is what I do remember. Remember, Shaq and I was into the um, 64 Impalas. Remember? They had yeah. the, the yeah, switches. Yeah. So I was like, I'm on the way. I'm on the way. I can't remember the young lady producer. Kyle. Baby. Was it Kyle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Kyle's like, hey, we're on our way. We're on our way. So they bring the camera outside. We pull up in the 64. I'm hitting switches. And Shaq go, I'm like, big fella. I said, if I lose this, if I lose this deal, this is your fault. <laughs> this is your fault. Yeah. I got an idea. What? Let's put on some Rastafarian wigs. <laughs> Just like that. Okay. I said, okay. And he goes in his closet, grabs two Rastafarian wigs. I like that he had them in his closet. Yes, yeah, I love that. Closet, yes. And we get out of the car. Hey, man, sorry we let man. It was we're coming from Jamaica. Too much traffic, man. They did the and whole show. And we literally, the whole we came guys. in oh, and we sat down. And the camera walked in, parked the car. Hey, say, hey, David, oh, we lost 3D and Shaq, man. We got a little bit of traffic, so we're here. And I had no idea this was going to happen. It was, True story. Imagine that happened today no, no. with the way social media oh, my We'd be going viral. I think about a lot of the stuff that you guys did. <laughs> 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 right? Back then? Am I wrong? No, you're 100%. You guys' costumes was a big part of what you guys did on road trips. Well, Shaq Shaq got off the bus one time with that Rastafarian wig. Yes. And his goal was to go right through all the fans that were waiting. That's ridiculous. And they didn't recognize who he was. Yeah. One other time, too, he was running late because Shaq has potential to run in late for that. Because Shaq is Shaq. I said, we're at Pinky Lee's today. Where's Pinky Lee? You, it's you, right, it's right the there. Arena. I said, it's only been open for a month. It's right there. All right, I got a surprise for you. I said, all right. I'm sitting there, sitting there. And he shows up in a woman's green dress in a woman's wig no as Shaquilla. And that's when Shaquilla, <laughs> that's when Shaquilla was born. So at that time, I think Living Color was coming out, and we were just we had just met Jamie Foxx, and he was doing Shanae. So remember back in the day, yeah, Shenanigans was a big part of In Living Color. So I'm like, all right, big fella, hurry up. Just don't be too late. And we do the first segment. And next thing you know, I don't know how in the heck he had some type of fake high heels on and them ugly toes were sticking out. <laughs> and that dress was barely fitting. And I was like, Lord have mercy. Thank you. That's great. <laughs> That's unbelievable. That's great. Was, it, was it a match right away? Dennis, when you met Shaq, like, was it right away you guys had a chemistry? Like, how did, you saw it oh, foster yeah. oh, yeah. over the years, right? Absolutely. It's just an instant connection? Yeah, John Gabriel called me and said, uh, Shaq staying out at the old, um, it was the old Marriott, then way out by 192. Mm -hmm. For some reason, he was way out there. It wasn't at the normal one right mm -hmm. by the old arena. They said, go get him. I said, yeah, I go get him. And I pulled up in my truck, and everyone knew I had the truck with the speakers and all that. He goes, man. You like music like that? I said, I'm not playing basketball, I'm listening to music. He said, so am I. And that's when we clicked. How about that? That and he left, came back with a truck copy in mind. Remember the, yeah. the maroon truck? He had it, cause oh, I, had yeah. to, I had a test roaster <laughs> kit on it, and there was a local guy who was doing all the, you know, the fiberglass stuff on our cars, and I had done it first. Shaq saw it, went back to San Antonio and with the picture and tried to copy it. And it wasn't that good, they kept breaking down on him, so I'd always mess with him. Nice. <laughs> Dennis, whatever happened, speaking of cars, whatever happened to the 3D Cruiser? 3D Cruiser, Ooh. I eventually Ooh. sold that, I think when the new F-150 came out, but I drove that a That good, was a PT Cruiser. It was originally a yeah. PT Cruiser, okay. and I looked at it one day and I said, oh, I thought it was like a piece of the emblem popped off. 
So I put 3D Cruise on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on! No, that no, that was a no. That was the MPV van, the bright green van. The 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 3D cruiser was blue, magic magic blue. Oh, that's beautiful. You know, I think about this this day and age. 267 threes you hit that 95 96 season. Still a record for this franchise. 27 years later, like just how far ahead of your time you were with that with the way really the way you guys played, obviously, and shooting it out to you, but but still the franchise leader by a lot. And still the record for, for threes in a season. I'll tell the story again. Matty Gukas. We're in we're in Philadelphia. I don't know if you remember that game. I was having a terrible game. And Matty said, We drafted you to shoot the basketball. And the same thing I told the story about Brian Hill. I'm gonna let you shoot whenever you want, but you gotta give me the effort on the defensive end. So I kinda tell that story a lot and a lot. And I even tell on NBA TV with like a Luca or or guys we give, you know, a lot of credit for being great offensive guys. So I said, guess what, guys? I said, I want y'all to listen to me when I say this. How many times have you heard a coach tell a great defensive player, say the Ben Wallace's of the world? Have you ever heard that coach say, hey, on the offense, didn't shoot as much as you want? Yeah, right. yeah no. 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 Ever. No. <laughs> no. Ever. Never happens. Ever, ever. Right. So we as offensive-minded guys, when you get the right coach to challenge you, that's why I had to give Brian Hill that's his great. flowers, as we say. Because he – challenged me. He said, if you play defense, you try to rebound, use that big butt of yours to keep people off the, off the boards, because the thing was, as long as your man don't get it, someone else gets it, I'm going to leave you in the game. Yeah, right. I said, okay, well, good gracious. Now I'm playing 38 <laughs> minutes a night. I love this. I start putting that big old booty on everybody. You're not getting no more rebounds. You know what's, <laughs> what's crazy is, is I, I, I don't want this to get lost. Like, you're not, obviously, you know, he's 3D. He's right, known right. for a three-point shooter, but this you're a hell of a basketball player. No, I right, right. Like, yes, yes. So when you yes. say, like, you like, I always get, you know, people like, well, you know, people say, well, could you play in today's NBA? Well, I, I don't know about that, but I know certain guys that could, yes. and he could. Yes. Because yeah, right. he had yes. a complete game. He right. could handle, he had yep. an unbelievable handle. Yep. Um, he could drive it, he could post up. God, that's yes. that's my second favorite. That was my second favorite. No, no, underrated. That we ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, so. You know, I, I just think, again, it's me being, I guess, an old guy. Mm-hmm. Don't forget about great players yes. like Dennis Scott. Uh, Would have I, been much better, even as great as Dennis was in yeah. the mid-'90s, but today yeah. would well, be yeah, for sure. you know, one of the top players in the NBA. Because that line meant nothing to Dennis. Right. No. He didn't stop at that line. He was, was, in, he was in range he was when he crossed midcourt. <laughs> so, so to that point, guys, that's it's. Um, I call it the, you know, obviously the evolution of the game, but being able to educate. I remember, you know, Nick and I getting 20, 25 shots a night. People go look, I was like, man, you, out, you average 19, 90, you average 20 points a game? I said, I can average 20 points in, in the NBA. It's not that hard because I know how to put the ball in the hole. I said, but the night the ping pong ball came to us and we got Shaq. I had two choices. Be selfish mm-hmm. because I was the man then. Right? I mean, yeah. my third year, right. Right. averaging 20. I finally figured out what the heck was wrong with my knee, and I'm rolling. I could have easily went in the front office and said, trade me mm-hmm. so I could still be the man. Which could have happened nowadays. Nowadays, what, what, right? And Nick and I could have been like, nah, we want, no, we want our 25 shots. Mm-hmm. Let's go to another team, be the guy, take all these shots and lose. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I ever got credit. We went from 21 wins to 31 wins my rookie year. 
Right? We always talk about when you're a top five pick, how did you help the franchise go to the next level? It's always about the center and the point. That's I'm right. like, well, what? A, I helped us win, get 10 more wins. How come yeah. I don't get credit for that? That's right. That's right. Right good when you're a top five pick. That's a good point. But we're on the bread, never brought up, left it alone. Because that, I'm not driven by that. But your second year is when you hurt your knee, right? Right, right, and right. we were horrible, horrible. without you. So, so that's how we got So Shaq. that's how you got Shaq. <laughs> there you go. You helped him still. See, so <laughs> like little stuff, so little stuff like that, when you really sit down, it's like, I, I don't, do I get, do I finally get a little bit of credit for that? So then I say, hey, Nick, look, man, let's get in the gym, work on our jump shots. And he's like, well, you already can shoot. I say, I shoot better. I said, because the better I shoot, and this one I realized it, People come to me, I said, man, go ahead, man. Coach said, I can't leave you. What do you mean? If I leave you, I'm coming out the game. So that's when the term space, 3D creates spacing. What do you mean? Well, whoever guards him, he can't leave him. So now Horace Grant is getting that wide open jump shot at the free throw line all game long. He's getting wide open left hand jump shots all day long. Nick is slashing to the basket, getting those slash. Oh, why? Because people are telling, we can't leave him. But what he's not saying is, I got wide ones because they can leave. <laughs> <laughs> no, come on, JT. Oh, you all know they can leave the left hand sniper too. We know that. They know where Turnerville is. Exactly. They know where they are. So that's for me. To your question, when you look, when you start, you have to educate that generation about why I changed. And then we get Penny. Yeah. Well, I don't need to dribble no more. So when you go back and watch old film, I'm dribbling. Man, you did dribble back in the day. <laughs> but then when you get two freaks of nature, yep. you have to check your ego. And that's what I did. Do I want to stay and be with two future Hall of Famers and win? Or go have an ego and see how I'm scoring a lot of points and make extra money and never win? That's why I chose to stay here and be here for seven years. I think that's great advice. That's great advice. And I think when you look back on it, you have to be very. To I wouldn't. I wouldn't have changed. I wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't have changed anything. Did you know that it was revolutionary the way? Because nobody had played like the Magic played right. until 1994, 1995, with you know the big guy getting all the attention, spread the floor with three-point shooters and a mid-range shooter in Horace Grant. I mean, that was really the first time a team had done that with the volume right. of threes that you took. Right. Right. Um, and Nick I, and Jeff. I, I say it's the basketball gods bringing us together, but it has to be someone to allow it to happen. And I think he said something earlier. A lot of times the old school basketball way, don't take the three. The three is a terrible shot. Well, now the three is the best shot in the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's either a dunk or a three. Or if you're a super mid-range guy like the Bookers or the KDs, they allow you to do it because you're so good at it, but they don't want you to take it. So that's to your point. Back then, leaving college, Bobby Crimmins, allowed, you know, Kenny Anderson and Brian Oliver. The lethal three. Lethal, lethal weapon three. So we created that <laughs> because I remember, like it was yesterday, coming down the fast break, it was three on one, the tournament, and I stopped and backed up and let it go. And everybody said, oh, it's a terrible shot. And Bobby's like, oh, good shot. <laughs> oh, no, good shot. And he's like, let's do that again. Keep shooting that. <laughs> Keep shooting that. Let's do that again. So then that's when the term, the transition three came in. Like that. when we did our uh, 30 for 30 for the magic, right? Brian Hill, he, we laugh at it now. He wasn't crazy about it at first. <laughs> he wasn't crazy about it. He wasn't crazy about it, but I kept doing it, I kept doing it, and I kept doing it. He kept looking up. We were only up one, now we're up nine. We were yeah. down seven, now we're only down one. 
How did that happen? Well, he just made two threes. Keep shooting. <laughs> Did you guys feel that Brian always says every time it left his hands, he thought it was it? Yeah. Same yeah. way, right? Yeah. Was that no, the no feel? Question. I mean, it had to be this, yeah. right? Yeah, well, just probably so felt pure. the same way. But he's, I mean, that's there's not a lot of guys that every time it leaves well, his hands. Well, I mean, it was the same shot every time. Yeah. Uh, just the rotation on the ball was a thing of art. Just a beautiful jump shot, really. I mean, and you shot it so easily, Dennis. Um, your leg, yeah. Leg, you know, strong big old leg. I said big old booty for my mom. <laughs> And thighs back then, my mom. I always blame my mom for that. On you know, when we talk about the great shooters, we'll reference sometimes on air, and I always include him because to me, Dennis, the big thing is like being with you as a teammate during that time when we're all changing our games Mm -hmm. to fit Shaquille. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, if survival is, then I got to figure out how to do this as well. And there was no better person to watch or imitate which is the greatest form of flattery mm-hmm, I think. Mm-hmm, so there was question. a great drill we used to run the two minute drill come on man right tom run- stern love you tom sterner tom <laughs> so sterner we run this two minute drill and the idea of the first minute you're shooting threes and everything like that, and then you're on your own you can go as fast as you want you want the highest score a lot of us most of us would shoot layups we'd run from half court you had to touch half court lay it up and everything this would touch half court and shoot a three Just touch half court shoot a three right and like Dennis is killing us in the final score, <laughs> so it's like, well, wait a minute, this is the analytic part of the game yeah, right here right, as right. our first lesson. So guess what? So now when we're doing it, even great kite, we're like we're going to have court, we're shooting a three. I'd like to see that right? actually. Yeah, that was not right. Like it's, but it's you have to learn from those people yeah. that do it right. And he was I. Go back and watch young people. Go back and watch old footage of Dennis. That is the most beautiful shot. Legs. He's got great range. It was so easy for him. And so, six eight, yeah. by the way, too. Yeah, that, that that goes back to the old traditional thinking. Back in the day, if you were taller than six five or six six, you had to go in the post. Yeah, right. They made you, and that's why uh, my high school uh, coach Stu Vetter he allowed me to. And wasn't no th- I didn't have a three point line in high school, but he allowed me to shoot whenever I felt. And sometimes in high school, I would shoot the ball from way out, and they'd be like, what's this kid doing this for? And they would go in, oh, he can make it for me. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, so. um, What would you tell young players today? What's the best advice? I know you've got a son. Yes. um, Oh my God. Good player. I'm I'm, I'm scared. Basketball journey. I'm scared. He he might be, he might. And the only reason I always tease him that his hunger is different than my hunger. I said, you come home, you got a 50-inch screen in your room, you got the LeBron, you got all the shoes. I said, Dad can't own a two-pair of shoes. So I said, your hunger is different to mine. I said, but your God natural ability is better than mine. He's 6'10 and a half now. And if you follow me on social media, as a sophomore, he had seven games, we seven and nine from three from the hash mark. Just finished his junior year, made it to the Final Four, and they lost in the tournament, and he played with a tour. Uh, he had two micro tears in his patella. So the reason I'm telling the story is I didn't have the blueprint. I created the blueprint. So when I came here, it was like, show me drill. Like that two-minute drill. I didn't know about that two-minute drill times the time Turner showed us. Mm-hmm. So now I showed him. You see what I'm saying? So it's like all the information, the knowledge I've accumulated over all these years, I'm giving it to him. I had to figure it out on the way, add to it. Oh, I like that workout. I like that. I don't like that. They don't know what they're doing. Right? It's like you, yeah, f- sure. you, you figure out what works to you. But now to get to answer your question, you always start in close first. So when he, my son was eight years old, I'd take a chair and I'd put him into the basket and I'd make him shoot up. 
because most kids push the ball. And the only way you can do that is make a kid sit down and push up. Otherwise, a kid will always start shooting like this. But if you make him do that, and just keep doing that. Dad, my shoulder hurts. Just keep doing it. Now that shoulder stops hurting. Dad, I can shoot the ball from anywhere. Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> build it up. Uh, but you got to build it up. And then you start working your way back. But you don't walk into a gym and start jacking up threes. You will not become a great three-point shooter. Start. I tell, oh yeah, these kids like no, mom and dad. You start in close first and work your way out. It's like Kareem came in his uh, studio on NBA TV ten years ago. I said, how'd you come up with the sky hook? He said, real simple, the mic and drill. And I literally almost fell on the floor. I said, that's it. He goes, yes. And we all learn that, right? You do the mic and drill right around the basket. And then I worked my way out. Then I was doing the box. Then I was doing the wing. Then I was doing the elbow. And then when he took an elbow free throw line sky hook, we all like, what? Oh my God. Oh, this is the greatest shot ever. He goes, no, I've been working on it. So that's when we tell kids today, if you've worked on a shot and you're making it, Go do it. But don't come in doing some old crazy stuff you ain't never worked on before. It's funny you say that because Scott Skiles, we had a player that would do that. And he said, how many, he blew the whistle. How many times have you worked on that shot? Right? See? <laughs> I don't want to see it. And, and, and see, and by telling those stories and educating the future, that's how you get credibility in our game. Luca's step back. Now, Luca's been working on that step back since he's been 14. Mm-hmm. The video playing against the uh, OKC back in the day, he was 14 years old doing that step back. I got to ask you, I don't want to get your blood boiling, but five times in NBA games, somebody steps out of bounds on the sideline. <laughs> I know that's You're going to close spot. this with that? I know that's a sore spot for us. How? Like, how do they step? How? how? Dennis never stepped out. How? Dennis, don't you I wear a size 16. Yeah. 16 shoe. Yeah. Never stepped never out Never happened. He does. Ever. He, Dennis, he always says, Dennis Scott never <laughs> stepped Ever. Like, I never, ever what stepped out of bounds ever in a college game, an NBA game. A rec league game, a you know, summer league game. Because you know where the lines are. Because I know where the line is. It's a three-inch thick line, and it knows me are. very well. Oh, <laughs> All right, last thing, Dennis, unless anybody else, but last thing for me. I love what you said in the speech about how it affects your whole family. Mm-hmm. Family, friends, everybody hanging on every shot you took, every move you made, every game you played, right? Like, how surreal is that? And then you're looking them all in the face on your speech. They're all here, still supporting you. All these years later, I, I would think it would be easy to take that for granted maybe along the way, but it seemed to mean a lot to you today. I had um, 50 people there today. Yeah, amazing. 25 wanted to come, but they couldn't get off work. Five people missed flights on their own dime. So... I forgot to say this. I knew I was going to forget something, so I'll say it on this podcast so all the true fans can hear it. From the DeVos family to um, John Hammond and Weltman the GMs down, on, on down, Alex, top to bottom, it's been a beyond first-class treatment Outside of taking my family on vacation because I'm frugal, sometimes <laughs> I'll sit in first class and I'll put their butt in the back <laughs> because I'm the million miler. So it's like they will they will automatically, so if I buy three or four or five uh, you know, comfort 
they automatically put me up when they won't put them. So sometimes I'll leave their butt back and come out. <laughs> I say, I earned all these million miles, not y'all. But the way the Magic have treated my family, everyone's in first class. We're at the Rich Carlton. Everyone has their own room. They're sending the Sprinter. If you follow me on social media, I've already put up on Facebook that, man, my whole family's with me in the Sprinter van going to the Hall of Fame. That's not what I planned for when I heard my name called. I just wanted to come here and play basketball, have fun, get connected to the community like I was. I had my own restaurant. These are dreams. Like, I'm gonna have my own restaurant. Okay, how do I do that? Then I meet Mark Nijay, who's one of the biggest lawyers to this day in Orlando. He goes, I'll do it for you. What do you mean? John Morgan, Morgan and Morgan. He's all over the world. Mm-hmm. They believed in me. So that's why it's an emotional day that y'all took in a starry-eyed, fun-loving kid that just wanted to have fun and smile playing the game of basketball. And now y'all have put me a part of this family forever. That's well, a great way to end it right Rightful there. place. That's rightful it. Place. Put a bow on that. And now we get to watch you still be that, uh, that fun-loving guy on TV every night on NBA TV and Turner. Keep up the great work. This has been awesome for all of us, especially those that were with you, those of us that came a little after. But we hear the stories, and it's great to see. It's well-deserved. And now they'll happy. live forever. Now they'll live forever. We're happy for you, Dennis. Congrats Thank you. again. Very much appreciate Thanks it. Thank you, guys. Thank you. That'll do it for this edition of Magic Pot Squad.